0: Leonardo da Vinci once said, the artist sees what others only catch a glimpse of. So as the co-host of now the most popular podcast being created in Dunloring, Virginia, specifically for a fantasy football league. um, I take pride in being able to see true art when it happens. So this cold open is an example of just that. And to enjoy it, you need to know three things. One, Chris is technologically challenged. Two, he still thinks it's a good idea to own a Samsung in the year 2022. And three, uh, we spent about 15 minutes trying to get these guys connected uh, to the Anchor app. About 25% is probably the app's fault. The rest is uh, Chris's fault and his Samsung's fault. Uh, As this audio is gonna pick up, uh, he is just finally connected on his 15th attempt. He's been staunchly defending his Samsung and we are now waiting for Phil to join the pod to finally get it rolling. Enjoy. don't have it yet. Come on,
1: yeah. Phil. Listen. Oh, he's there. Holy shit. To oh. now. And this is about to happen. It's amazing.
2: That just happened to me where I had to join like 10 times before it finally
0: worked. That's why it took so long.
1: <laughs> wow. Maybe you should go get a maybe you
0: yeah alright guys so um, can you guys hear me yeah okay Chris can you hear me I think Chris's airpods died Chris he's, he's, he's there.
2: cutting out, out in and out
0: oh, I can't even hear him oh, he's and gone. he's gone <laughs>
2: <laughs> he was cutting he was telling me he should get a cent, and then he cut off I was like
0: oh, okay <laughs> Yo, we gotta we gotta keep that. (laughs) Wow, Uh, he really was talking all that smack about that phone, which forced a reset. The phone just basically—he's using his phone, and his phone just said, "Nah, man, time to fuck out. Like, I need I need a break."
2: That just happened. It's already started right now. Updating the software. (laughs) Before we update the software.
0: Literally sitting on the sidelines, on the bench, smoking a cigarette. And Chris is like, "Dude, come on, get back in the fucking game. I need you, man. I've been talking a big fucking game." And he's like, "Look, I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need twenty five. <laughs> maybe a smoothie. Okay. Maybe, then maybe I'll think about it." Always oh, back. It,
1: it. Yeah. Sorry. Uh,
0: I think it's when I sent you that picture
1: that. Cut out or something.
0: I don't know. Just... Dude, you realize you really just got got cut off when you were saying, "Yeah, you need to buy a Samsung." And then because your <laughs> phone did the heavy lifting of sending an image, it disconnected you. That's
2: <laughs> <laughs> perfect. If you cut off again, just just don't even come back on because I don't think it's worth it. <laughs> Dude, are you there.
0: I think I'm good. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you now. All right, yeah. All right. I'm going to bring us in. So um, I'm going to start it up, and Phil, I'll introduce you real quick, and then I'm going to do a little introduction for our special guest, and then we'll get right to it. You guys ready? Yep, yeah. yep. All right, sound test. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. Let me give it a few seconds and I'll start recording. Let me just flag this. What up? Welcome to... And he's gone. <laughs> it was the horns, man. Dude, His phone was like, hold on a second you got horns hard. we didn't we didn't agree to this all right so we're yeah. gonna keep going and hopefully it comes back in all right guys what <laughs> up it's week three uh i am joined by uh the the co-host you know him well four-time champ current basement dweller Phil burn zone better now what up dude hey man <laughs> how you doing i'm doing better than some people Worse than most, so (laughs) um, yeah, we got to a salad sandwich right on cue. He's been talking a big game about his best phone in the world, Samsung, but apparently it cannot do two things at once. But he's back, Chris. Are you there?
1: I am here for the time being.
0: (laughs) Well, we are happy to have you. Um, we already went through the introductions, we are rolling. So this week, guys, we've got current highest point total getter, probably close to a record in, in most points in a week, uh, to a Salad Sandwich, or the, or, the, or the artist formerly known as to a Salad Sandwich, with us this week to help us, help us run through what happened in week two and take a look at week three. So first, Chris, before we get into the week two review, is there any anything that you just want to say to the league? Because obviously there's a lot of people that are hearing your voice now that never heard it. Any, anything you need to get off your chest? Any grievances that need to be aired? Um, or just a, a victory lap for last week? Any Anything from you?
1: Basically, I'm just here for the, the weekly ginger Ninja bashing on this podcast. And I just like the bulletin board material. And maybe maybe a little victory lap. I mean, it was... I just like your prediction from last week, basically. I just wanted to hear what you had to say.
0: Fair enough. And I'll tell you, you picked a good time to join uh, You know, right on the heels of a, a pretty good ginger bashing uh, that has now mutated into what I assume will be delicious crow. Uh, I'm very hungry. I haven't <laughs> eaten lunch. So let's get right to it. Week two review. We're going to take a look at, we took a look at the matchup just at a high level. A lot of blowouts this week. Um, really wasn't a close matchup uh, that we could kind of talk about. So really the one that really stuck out, we got to talk about it. Tua salad sandwich just absolutely dismantled the day after tomorrow. There is no future. There is no days, no tomorrows. Um, so some meteoric performances from Tua and Amon Ra. Chris, take us through it. What was it? Was it a pep talk?
1: No, like I said, it's just the bulletin board material I feel. like My team is really motivated by negative, negative vibes, and we just appreciate it, really. And we're here for it again every week.
0: Yeah, wish I'd have known that uh, putting a prediction in there uh, that you would lose would result in you having over a 200-point week. But, you
1: know. it, it was so funny, though, when I was listening, I was listening to their prediction at the start of the last podcast and you started on the positive note for me. I was like, oh, this is taking a turn. I was just waiting for it. And you right. Right it, it was it was glorious.
0: Yeah, it was uh, It blew up in my face. Pretty spectacularly. Uh, day after tomorrow, put up 120 points. You almost doubled them with 211. So, yeah, huge performance <laughs> from Tua. We'll talk about that. He's no longer on your team. Chubb crushed. Um, although, ironically, costing his team the win, one of those scenarios where he, needed, he should have went down instead of scoring. Um, you guys remember how he actually did that a few years ago and Browns fans, fantasy fans were really pissed off about it and they got the win? And then this year, he decided to just run it in, and it actually costed him the dub.
2: Yeah, I think that what? At, at, in the moment, it was seemed like it was fine because they beat they're up two
0: scores with less than two minutes left. So it's like
2: it should be over for the typical team, <laughs> but it's just really shit luck for the Browns, man. It's just to lose to Joe Flack and the Jets with only two minutes left, that's just kind of
0: embarrassing. It shouldn't happen. They deserve it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think one interesting – I think, like, the interesting thing here, right? Like, obviously, we'll talk about the, the a trade a little bit later. But your team, you've got Stafford, who had a solid day against Atlanta, although they almost ironically lost that game. Cook hasn't woken up yet. Let's talk about – which is definitely my biggest misfire this year was not being on the Amon Ross-St. Brown hype train. I know that you liked him a lot, Phil, going into the yeah. year – do you think this pace is sustainable, or?
2: Yeah, uh, no, but we'll not fun to speak. watch, though. So.
1: I mean, probably not sustainable. I mean, he did just tie a record for most consecutive games with eight straight or eight or more catches, and obviously, he's not going to have eight catches every game. But Goff likes him. He says when things break down, he looks for him. He's pretty good. I like his floor a lot. Yeah, he's their best receiver. It's not even close. I mean, yeah. definitely- I'm interested to see how, how Jamison Williams coming back affects that when, when that happens, but it's good for the Lions, who are my actual favorite team, even though it looks like the Jags are. Yeah.
0: They're America's <laughs> team now, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean I think so you guys are both you guys are pretty bullish. He's a top fifteen receiver.
1: Top fifteen? Top ten. Top top five.
0: Ooh. He's yeah, been number points, one. Sure. He's been
1: number one since week. Well, the last six weeks of this, the last year, and these two, he's been number one receiver for those eight weeks. I mean, it's it's not on un, not unfeasible.
2: Yeah, he can be a top ten easily at the end of the year. If this the easily, top, going, yeah, easily. Like, if, if he does like the three quarters of this, moving
0: forward, he's top ten. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see, like you said, uh, Williams coming back. You'd think that coverage starts to slide over. He's been just river dancing through defenses. So we'll see how they start to adjust. And if if Hawkinson can you know do anything uh, on an offense that scored the most points through two weeks in the NFL. I went through All
1: that right. trip last year. That was frustrating.
0: Hawkinson's wild. <laughs> yeah, frustrating. Yeah, they did they play,
2: they, they play Washington, so –
0: you know. They, they hung, they, dude, they they hung thirty right? five on Philly.
1: Philly, yeah. I mean I think they have that the highest scoring yeah. offense in the league so far, and then that's the Bills passed them with Monday night's oh, performance. They but, don't
0: they, they have the highest scoring. It's the yeah. it's um, Detroit's one, I think Bills are two or three. Yeah. Um and then it's Baltimore and then Miami.
2: Yeah, but he just had the volume and he had he kept, I mean sixty four yards less against Philly. Yeah. You know, so I mean it's not a lot.
1: Yeah, but when you're throwing a touchdown on eight catches, it's serviceable. Well,
2: yeah, I'm just saying we, we, he's going to crush these
0: shit matches with Washington, for example. So right, yeah, All right, moving on. Uh, final couple things from Week Two update on Evan Ingram watch. So, AKA the worst pick in the draft, Evan Ingram. Last week, while Chris and the, you know his team put up over 211 points. Evan Ingram contributed 11.6, which seven for eight. Eight targets is nice, 46 yards. So, Phil, you were the one that labeled this worst pick in the draft. My question to you is, is Evan Ingram watch still going? Are we still waiting for a good game, quote-unquote, from Evan Ingram?
2: He has 46 yards, man. I don't think that, that warrants a
1: uh, – I saw 47.
2: You no, know, so <laughs> it's Evan Ingram – I mean, he's currently the tight end twelve. I guess in a tight end world, that's not
1: not great. It's not terrible for a dollar either.
2: For a dollar, yeah, but a tight end premium. It's you're getting only forty six yards. I mean, you're not. That's not really doing much.
1: Yeah. You know? So if he has a touchdown with like you know, 50, 60, 70 yards. I mean, and that that really could know. have happened. Trevor tried the only catch he doesn't. The only catch he hasn't made on his twelve targets is Trevor forcing it in double coverage in the in the end zone. I mean, Trevor's starting to look for him on third downs. Peterson can scheme open a tight end like nobody's business. I mean, Zach Ertz had over 100 catches two straight years. He is more physically gifted. Obviously, his hands aren't as good, but he's caught all yeah, 11 balls that have touched his hands this year.
2: Yeah, he's the only he's the only guy there as far as tight ends, and he's going to be the dude there. So, I mean, it, I wouldn't call it. There's context to being the worst pick because that was the only tight end you got. So it's like, like we said, if it was a tight end two or even three, I mean, that's fine, but relying on every week is going to be kind of tough.
0: Good points by both sides. I think at this point, I would, I'll be judge and jury here. I will say that the watch continues, (laughs) but, but uh, Evan Ingram's making some moves. He has our attention. Uh, He's he's getting better. Things are trending. In a way, where if I had to put an over/under on when is the week when, you know, he does have a, a 15 or 20 point week, I might not be as bullish as saying uh, never. <laughs> <So I think laughs> it definitely might happen by week seven.
1: Or he is eight. performing better than some higher higher uh, Tight ends, though, from what I can. Well,
0: this is this is true. We'll get to that. So, taking a quick look at the standings, um, we're gonna go top three, bottom three. Bryson still in first, a, a former champ. He's at four and zero. Oh. We've got Hertz, so good, in second place. Sammy, with his top-heavy with his top heavy five, and two-a-salad sandwich, rounding out the standings in third place, also at three and one. Some usual suspects there, based on what we saw uh, from Bryce Owen, Sam. Uh, Sam, you know, he's got, his studs are, they're studded, they're studding fucking hard. So, <laughs> as long as that keeps happening, he's going to be in the mix. Um, bottom three in the basement, this is this is where the podcast turns to Phil and I. We've got <laughs> Burns zone <laughs> in twelfth, having put up a hundred and no, nope, not even one hundred and sixty points. Uh, Mister Chow in eleventh, and myself in tenth. It's not great, Phil. Let's let's see the floor to you here for a second. Um, this is obviously the worst we've seen you since. Um, I like to look at Phil's fantasy career. It's like, you know, you have like AC. You know, it's like BC and AD, right? It's like I don't know what we would use as the phrase. It's like after Phil like found the internet, maybe, and he started researching fantasy football. I don't know what changed, but he became really good at it. Since you became good at it, this is obviously the worst shape you've been in. Quick thoughts on what is right now a smoldering dumpster fire of a fantasy team?
2: It's hard to recover with half your team getting injured the same week. And then um, your tight ends, one being injured, another one. Just not playing good, um, so it's tough to recover from that. It's uh, not looking good. Uh, there, there's still, you know, some some good, decent hopes in some of these players I got, still. Uh, but yeah, the injuries for the most part have been have been rough. That I mean, the biggest thing is the injuries. Second biggest is my tight end is not performing um, as I would expect them to. So okay, it's,
0: uh, one not over
2: not over yet for me. I'm still. You know, high hopes, you know, being positive,
0: (laughs) trying to be positive. That's all you can do. Um, (laughs) Real quick. I've lived back
1: the last five years.
0: Yeah. Um, So quick follow-up question to that, Phil. Kyle Pitts, you were very high on him, understandably so. We know the reasons why. At this point, with what you've seen, are you confident that Arthur Smith is going to find a way to get his best player the fourth pick in the draft, the ball consistently.
2: Well, he's had some, some bad luck with some couple of balls, not going his way. Got a couple. You got, got a bet on you your d- life, gun to your head, you got, you got, got a, a
0: bet on your life. Is Arthur Smith going to get right, it done just, or not? Just relax, man.
2: Uh, this <laughs> the a, gun is to your head. He had a DPI callback for like a 50 yard plus catch potentially. So, I mean,
0: there's a big plays
2: yeah. there. This didn't go his way. Um,
0: but, yeah, I think he'll be fine. I'm not worried about it. So you're saying yes. You believe Arthur Smith is going to figure that out? I don't care what, what he's going to figure out, but
2: I know he's going to make some plays at some point. He's not going to have two catches every, every game for, what, 20 okay. yards. I'm, okay. trying to, I'm trying to pin so. it down here.
0: Like, stop squirming. Stop. Give me the political answer. Do you think Kyle is? <laughs> is going to turn out to return 85% of the investment you were expecting from him this year? Except I'm not worried about it. We'll try again next time to get a straight answer from Phil.
1: Does he still make you smile when you look at him on your roster?
0: It makes me hard, dude. Jesus,
1: That's even better.
0: Hard with anger. Uh, I just got a rage boner. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Moving along, let's do the fab review. So we had a very active uh, fab week. So a lot to talk about, some interesting narratives. So we'll first start with Etienne of the World was our big spender. He went after the two prized uh, gems, jewels of the of the free uh, of the waiver wire. First, he went and got Garrett Wilson. He you know spent sixty three. And team. what? Two in trouble. Two in trouble is his uh, handle. Etienne of yeah. the World is his team name. Yeah. Shit. Sorry, I don't care about. The
1: They're the same football. person.
0: I'm looking at the uh, waiver
2: on the chat. Sorry, go ahead. uh,
0: Gotcha. Yeah, you're good. So yeah, Chew in Trouble, Etienne grabbed Garrett Wilson for 63. The next size bid was 33. A little bit of, yeah, well, he almost doubled the money there. And then you got Jimmy G for 54. Next size bid was 45. Um, So, Chris, it's your brother. Give us, uh, what, what was he thinking? Do you think this was a good investment on his side, considering the state of his team?
1: I mean, I feel like he is very, very low on fields at this point, so that's why he spent so much on Jimmy G. Makes sense. And he, I mean, I feel he probably thought Burnzone was going to make a move at him. Um, I know ATN; he's really high on. He didn't pay a lot for him in the draft, but he was expecting more out of him. I tried to tell him that James Robinson was going to carry the ball more, but nobody listens to me. And yeah, I think just he he sees a like. I mean, there's there's definitely upside. There's a lot of rookies with a lot of upside. I'm not huge on a lot of rookies because they're just so up and down. But I mean, that guy will definitely produce some some big name, big numbers. And uh, yeah, he, he he was in a panic mode early a lot. I feel he he's like, I need to make moves now. And yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I don't think it's ever a bad move to you know get good players. No, never. definitely is going to have some value. Um, and yeah, when you, it, it sometimes can be that simple. Um, Phil, anything you wanted to add on that?
2: Yeah, Wilson. I've always been a fan of Wilson. I have a lot of best ball. I haven't been anchored down as well. All other league that we do, um, I was shocked he went that high because I actually put a bid for like twenty four and I up to the thirty three. Not surprised someone a bit higher than me, but I would think it'd be like in the forties, but. You know, you got to be aggressive sometimes with these kind of guys that he's going to be on the field, you know, so and they're going to throw a lot, regardless if it's Flacco or Zach Wilson. So um, he's going to be good. And Jimmy, probably a little aggressive on Jimmy. But yeah, I mean,
0: when know, Justin Fields throws 11 passes in a game, it's, 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 it's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you need
1: someone. Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. So looking at Bryson, this was this was pretty funny. Bryson grabbed Beasley, Dorch, and Gallup for a combined 46 fab dollars, and he could have gotten all of them for the price of zero. You don't see that very often. <laughs> uh, but, hey, he's in first place. Um, an, an embarrassment of riches, I guess. But, uh, yeah, with
1: Porno, it doesn't matter.
0: It doesn't really matter. I mean, I like going and getting Gallup. Um, there's a long-term value there. Dorch has some value, but definitely – a pretty funny overpay. So I think that's a good. There's two sides of the coin, right? When you're looking at FAB, it's it hurts when you see how bad you overpaid. The other side of that coin is when you win a bid by a dollar, which I did twice overfill in both leagues we're in. Um, I Oops. scooped up a Lave here for twelve bucks. Chris, you had d- bid seven, which was my original bid. Um, then I went to eleven, but I was like. Nah, dah, 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 dah. People have learned this move. We got to go one more dollar over, uh, so I outbid Burn Zone by a buck there. Uh, real quick on Alave because we all three were interested. I thought he might be. I was a little bit higher on Alave than Wilson. To be honest with you, um, I just listen. I feel well, like it's but, almost
1: the same situation.
0: Yeah, I like the quarterback more with Jameis. I think it's more. There's more uh, consistency there, right? If Jameis stays healthy.
1: Yeah, but he's got um, a broken back. So
0: that's the thing. There is always the danger that you're in the Taysom Hill show and nobody's <laughs> catching any pests. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, I ended up shipping uh, Alave out. We can talk about that in a bit. Uh, Sambo, uh, he got Jacoby Myers for another dollar over bid win um, over Chris there. So two bids, two um, successful purchases for a buck. Love to see it. And then finally, just to. Bring the narrative full circle. We've got Burnzone, who made a strategic investment in the services of a Joe Flacco. Burnzone, the floor is yours.
2: Okay. You need a quarterback. Got a quarterback. There's all, like, two available uh, on the waivers, Jimmy G and or Joe. Jimmy didn't work, so a backup plan was Joe,
0: and I got Joe. Riveting. Uh, now, the interesting thing with Flacco, most pass attempts through two weeks in the NFL. So, Yeah. It's not terrible to target yeah, quarterback.
1: a quarterback. <laughs> I'm going to fall off.
0: I'm only going to
2: use him for a week probably. That's why I only put seven bucks on there against Cincinnati. He's going to throw more. And he's going to have like 30 or 40 plus passes again. So he's serviceable for a week. Then I'm probably going to drop him. Um, so anyone else wants him. Yeah.
0: Next week's a chance. <laughs> Makes sense. You're in a uh, hold down the fort mode right hold now. Right now. All right, week two. Yeah. Let's take a look. Quick look at how our predictions fared. Phil, you predicted that Naji Bark, no bite, little nibble, would uh, go two and zero and kind of storm the, the league. He ended up going one and one. He did beat Etienne, but it was kind of I think the lowest, one of the lowest scoring matchups in the week. Actually, I think it was barely over hundred points. Um, so a little bit of a miss there, but not even close to the wild, wild miscalculation. I've been immediately fired from prognosticating after uh, I predicted that to a salad sandwich would go on to have a bad week and it would begin a tailspin of desperation. Couldn't have been more wrong. Uh, I am ready to dine on some delicious crow. So um, Chris, yeah. uh, Go ahead. Get your shots off, bud. <laughs> say what you must.
1: I mean, there's not much to say. I just know my team's solid. I'm not going to put up 211 points every week, but it's very sweet to do it in a week where you predicted my downfall, which you probably predict every week. But, yeah, it just it feels good. Yeah, I would, I would really just just eat it. Like yeah, two hundred eleven yeah. points. I think it's the second highest point total behind a point total I put up a couple years ago. We we can check that one day, but it's it is what it is. Yeah,
0: it, it's uh, it's,
2: right. tough, it's tough to beat two and the Monarchs going for like almost eighty
0: points just to two of them together.
1: And a Jaguars yeah. defense that puts up twenty three.
0: Yeah, let's let's, uh, yeah. let's talk. Let's dig a little bit into that because that's a good segue into the the trade that we just had, uh, the second trade of the the week. Um, I did predict we would have a, trades before week three. Um, I was that's the one prediction I got right, and I it was really only because I gamed the system and did it myself. <laughs> but um, so talking a little bit about that monster week. Um, Without going too deep on it, but yeah, Tua has a monster week against Baltimore. If anybody didn't watch that game, that one is worth going and finding the YouTube like 15-minute recap. Um, Twenty-two. They've been all showing week. that thing on
1: NFL Network all day. The replay of that. I mean, all all week <laughs> already. It's,
0: yeah, it's yeah. probably one of the most exciting, thrilling yeah. games. I mean, you had Lamar a 75-yard run, Bateman a 75-yard touchdown, a kick kickoff return. But on top of that, Miami had two fourth-down stops. I think three, actually, both within, all within a yard. One was on the goal – two were on the goal line. Um, yeah, Just a wild that. game. Tua had a very mediocre to probably a C-minus rating, I'd say, up to the first half. But then once they were playing catch-up and Tua settled down a bit, Baltimore having to start two fourth-round rookies got exposed. And we all saw what happened there. So – um I had said, I think, you know, after Tua was drafted by Chris, I said it's the best of both worlds. Either Tua is going to be great and I'm happy that my team is doing well or he's going to be bad and he's going to tank my nemesis's team. I was wrong. I was very wrong about that because when he had a 42-point week and I had the pure jubilation of watching one of the best Finns games I've ever watched – the only thorn in my side was knowing that Chris had Tua's 42 points on his team. And I just could not live with it. I decided then I would move heaven and earth to try to get Tua on my team. And it all culminated in me finally completing the trade as to Chris properly fleeced me uh, for, what was it, 51 Fab and Chris Salave, as we, as we mentioned. So... I mean, he's probably uh, going
1: to have forty-two points every week, so you're good. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I heard that. Heard that game was pretty good, uh, the Miami and Baltimore game. But I don't know. You guys got your, you guys got your <laughs> franchise quarterbacks um, with Lawrence and Tua. I, I do think that, yeah, like you said, kind of a fleece. not entirely. A, I, I, honestly, it's I guess it's kind of fair. I would have, I would have done that, but. Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, um, I, I like Tua the it best year. I'm acting like he's. Oops sorry. I'll keep going, Phil. I sorry, my bad.
2: No, I can see it. But go ahead.
1: Yeah, I just i I feel like Tua's fantasy situation is much better than Trevor. Even though I think Trevor's ultimately more talented, I think in a year or two Trevor will be better. But I feel like Tua's definitely in a better fantasy situation right now.
0: I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, the risk is, as I've, you know, as I was trying to talk Chris off of Tua, um, if there's an injury to Teron Armstead, who's currently in a walking boot right now, dealing with a toe injury, or either of those receivers, the wheels kind of fall off. It's going to be very interesting to see how they deal with Buffalo's pass rush. Um, but schematically, I mean, it's looking like Mike McDaniels might be as advertised. I mean, you can just go find any array of, NFL analyst, I think Dan Orlovsky did a big segment on it. Like his scheming is really kind of top tier. You look at the top three or four teams that do pre snap motion, you're going to see the usual suspects of the Bills, the Rams, I think the Chiefs, and now Miami. So I'll bet on that. I'll enjoy the ride. Um, All right. So let's take a look here at some week three matchups. Um, We've got three of them. First, we have the number 11th ranked team, Burn Zone, facing off against the number three team, Tua Salad Sandwich. It makes sense for you guys to kind of talk it up a little bit. As the favorite, 11-point favorite here, we have Tua Salad Sandwich. I'm going to go ahead and kick it to you first, Chris. If you're going to be victorious and cover – not cover the spread, but win the matchup, what are one or two of the matchups you think are going to be uh, crucial?
1: I mean, I'm on Ra – I feel like if he is the same dude he's been for the last half year, and basically I just I just need Trevor. I know it's a tough matchup this week with the Chargers. I almost wanted to make you wait another week for the Tua trade. Um, it's going to be interesting to see if he can deal with that front seven and Peterson can scheme some dudes open. Um, yeah, I feel like yeah, if Trevor can have a upper end QB two lower end. QB one day, I, I will definitely take this down.
0: Yeah. It's going to be really interesting to see how Trevor handles that. Um, Phil, yeah. you're an 11-point favorite. You're on four, Underdog. Back against the wall. If you're going to pull this off, who's going to help you get the upset? Well, injuries will help. If Chubb if, uh, gets injured, Monroe
2: gets injured. <laughs> you know, that's going to help me a lot. And then if that happens, i have have a shot. Um, no, but seriously, I just, McCaffrey's got to be McCaffrey again. He, it's not, he's not playing terrible, but as far as what we know he can do, he's not hitting a ceiling yet. Um, so that would that would be nice. I think that and Gabe Davis coming back healthy and catching some more balls would be nice. But obviously, Pitts has to be Pitts. Like, I've seen him before. So I just think everyone has score twenty points plus and that will be good. It's just that
1: simple. Go. So
0: like, yeah, a quick couple of interesting things. There. Which probably yeah. wouldn't
1: twenty points each would just barely have got you the win this week.
0: I can see you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the last time you're coming on a podcast. So <laughs> Um. So McCaffrey, that's a good. Is Matt Rule just really bad? I mean, Rule a bit, uh,
1: Yeah, that the usage certainly. is crazy right now. I just. I understand cutting him back, but this usage is concerning if I'm burnt. He's going to be. But.
2: Yeah, he's. The usage improved this week. The first week, it it was cut back. This week, he did get more snaps and more touches. Uh, But yeah, uh, John Rule. I mean, Matt Rule just (laughs) fucking. (laughs) Might as well be. Make it might get it might get fired mid though pretty soon, I
0: think, man. It's just bad. There's so, there is a parody video of Matt Rule singing, But would I be without you? <laughs> it's, uh, it's Christian McCaffrey right now somewhere. <laughs> yeah, on the internet. So <laughs> um I'm no, I think look the, for the that biggest concerning this. thing with any offensive minded coach is the, the 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 proof is in like the pudding, right? Like are they getting the ball to their best players? Right now you've got DJ Moore that's not getting the ball. Christian McCaffrey usage is kind of an indictment. Arthur Smith, same thing. Oh, Nathaniel Hackett, how are we a coach? I mean, it's a whole other conversation, but it is, as somebody that's, again, kind of bringing it back to the Dolphins, has been a Dolphin fan for a long time and dealt with a lot of bad coaches, it is incredibly refreshing to see a coach who up and so far has done his job in getting the ball in his best player's hands because it's kind of that nice. fucking simple. Um, talking Gabe... about... <laughs> I'm talking about uh, Gasicki. Finally, the rising yeah, Mike yeah. Gasicki. Uh, <laughs> 8% target share. 8% target share. But no, Gabe Davis, I think, to your point, um, we saw how bad Miami's defense was against Baltimore. Like, if they don't tighten that up, Gabe Davis is going to have a fucking day. Gabe Davis is go off, obviously, sell of the playoffs and go off for several touchdowns any week. Yeah, exactly. Chris, you sounded like you just went into a tunnel. I don't know if you guys have changed.
1: I did go into a tunnel. My fault,
0: guys. I'm sure. Oh, you I'm good, it. All right, so that's the one matchup. Next matchup, we got two we wanted to talk about. Let's first talk about uh, the 4-0 oh, bryce o versus a 3-1 and Gasman. A uh, couple quick notes here for discussion. Bryson has, through the last few years, targeted the Bills and Chiefs players. Turns out it's a pretty fucking good strategy because a lot of times they're good at fantasy. Um, so he's going to be rolling out C E H. He's got Josh Allen against Miami, um, and then on the other side, Gasman is—is is Austin Eckler going to wake up, start playing football, score points? If, yeah. if you were, if yeah. you were yeah. Echler, yeah. either yeah. of yeah. you guys, would you guys right now? Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh, <laughs> it's, it's, Chris, we got to. Still? Yeah.
1: All right. Um you could just try it out using the headset. And
0: just use your phone.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm currently on my phone. You still got the echo? One second. Echo. Shit. Okay, they answer that for now. Give me two seconds. I think me and radar are going yeah Yeah, hear the
2: audio coming out of oh, he's oh. gonna come back. I'll just go ahead and and stay out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I guess I'll leave that in. This uh, we're gonna. Quick word from our sponsor. Have you considered an Apple iPhone? Is this better? Now is the time to come and join in. You might have an Android that you think is cute because it folds in half, or maybe you can talk to your TV through your Samsung connected device. But here's a wake-up call. Your phone is shit, and your friends hold your green texts against you. I will. Join <laughs> us.
1: Green guys, is woke welcome for back. you. <laughs>
0: there he is. That's better. Did you guys um, miss me? We did. Uh, so, Chris, uh, if you had Austin Eckler, are you concerned?
1: Um, This week for sure because he's playing, like, top three defense in the league. But I think going forward, <laughs> his use – I mean – they got to get him the ball. He'll be, I mean, he might have been overdrafted a little bit by the end of the year, but he'll be fine. Phil?
2: I like Eckler a lot. Um, it is concerning that they were putting in Michelle and Kelly for some, they're down and some goal line stuff. which was kind of weird, but I think they'll come to the senses and, you know, put Eckler in those situations in the future. I mean, he's not an every down player, which also is concerning, uh, but he's a playmaker, so hopefully he can. Getting, he hasn't touchdowns either, but it's coming. I think it's coming. It's two games.
1: Yeah. I mean, they do need to get him the rock too. He might get a lot of checkdowns because I don't think Herbert ribs are going to be, if he does play, are going to be any kind of shape to take hits. So he might be a more conservative and get him the ball more like he used to, and it could be a bounce back week for him. But
0: mm-hmm. yeah, uh, other two matchups. Um, no, we've got the. Baltimore Raven wide receiver showdown: Uh, Bateman versus DuVernay. Who's going to catch the seventy-five-yard touchdown bomb? Will that decide this matchup? (laughs) Um, And then another interesting one: we've got the battle in the Superflex. We have Bryson rolling out Goff, who again for a dollar is looking like a fucking steal. Versus Wentz, who we shit all over in the in the post draft pod, and uh, <laughs> who's put up good fantasy numbers through two weeks. So, some pretty cheap but productive quarterbacks facing off in the superplex. Um, yeah, yeah. Wentz has the luxury
2: of being down a lot of points, having to come back versus Detroit. Could have put up some uh, garbage time numbers, a la Blake Bortles here. So, looks pretty nice for fantasy.
0: Mm-hmm. And, Chris, you're obviously the Detroit fan. You've got to be feeling pretty good about uh, golf in that offense.
1: Yeah. Like I said, I mean, Amon Ross St. Brown is is just so good for how He's only 22 years old, so he's just so good right now. They have a solid tight end, I I mean, on paper. Their, their running backs duo is excellent. Like Swift. Okay, Swift's hurt and can only take eight carries a game, but he's still going to have 100 yards. It's – it's fun. I mean, and what helps is, like, their offensive line is is so, so, so much better than it used to be. And, I mean, any any quarterback in the NFL that has a good offensive line is, is going to put up numbers, and their line is good.
0: 100%. So, this matchup, the closest so far in the projection, Gasman, the narrow favorite at 138.96 over Bryso, 138.48, less than a half a point. So, real quick, you guys just have to call it. Who, who wins – Gasman or, T- or, uh, or Bryso? Phil, you first. Oh, the projection just changed.
2: <laughs> Actually, no, it didn't. This is the wrong team. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. It's, it's, it is it is kind of close to call here. I'd probably lean um, Bryso with this one. It's not by a lot, but I just like the, the Kelsey, Josh Allen, Aaron Jones blowing up. Also,
1: Chase. I mean, it's a nice group of guys, so I think I like Bryson, so. chris what about you yeah agreed bryce so i mean he's just always got a solid team i feel like there's a couple more holes in it than usual this year but i mean since he's coming to the league i feel like he's always towards the top and until otherwise is proven i think i'd go with him
0: okay there you go i'm not going to make a prediction because it's probably wrong <laughs> all right and final segment Week three predictions. So here I have to make a prediction because this is why we have the segment. But I'm going to go last. Actually, no, I'm going to go first because I know where how my predictions have fared. So my prediction. Okay, I'm going to just put on the homer hat. I made the big <laughs> trade. I moved heaven and earth. My prediction is that is that Tua and is going to lead the Dolphins to a narrow. Defeat against Buffalo. It's going to be like a 35 38 game. But after this, the narrative is going to be that Miami is absolutely for real and that Tua is, as the kids say, not only him, he is him a thief. That this team with Mike McDaniels and those receivers are going to be and end up being probably the biggest story in fantasy. Uh, by the end of the year. So I think a big week from Tua and both of those receivers, and until one of them gets injured, probably um, very consistent fantasy prediction uh, production. So that's my prediction. Um, Shocking. Shocker. So <laughs> we'll let Chris go last. Bryce, uh, Phil, burn zone.
2: My, I got one here. It has to do with my matchup with uh, the Jinja Ninja. What, 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 what? Hold on. And...
1: <laughs> I needed something negative. About I,
2: this is a positive one for my team. Oh, okay. So, I will say, even with the echo in the background, that Rashad Penny outscores James Robinson this week. Oh, making it personal. Going yes. after Chris's boy. <laughs> <laughs> outscores him in this, in this, this week in fantasy. I see it coming. Atlanta's coming. It's a good matchup. Not so good for James Robinson. So yeah, that's what I'm saying.
0: I like it. You can't see it now, but Chris has left his house and he is starting his long trek to the DC area to stab you in the heart. Um, <laughs> Chris, are you still there? Or is your Samsung still the best phone in the world? Can you hear me? We can hear you. Okay. Okay. Any response to Burnzone's prediction?
1: Well, I mean, James Robinson is the most underrated running back in the history of the NFL. <laughs> the <history. laughs> in the history of the NFL. <laughs> if you watch the first guy that hits him never tackles him. The reason his line was so pedestrian last week is because they were lining up to run the ball. They knew it. Their line is not able to blow him off. Anyway, that ain't happening. His is not happening. But my prediction is that Russell Wilson, the weirdo robot, as proclaimed by Brandon, will not only outscore now Tua, since that's who's on his team instead, or Trevor Lawrence, but the Tua-Hawkinson combination and Brandon will have some trade regrets by the end of the week.
0: Just real quick, figuring out how to cut you from the podcast. Just going to take it. <laughs> some button in the bottom no, left. Back. <laughs> Bold prediction. Love to see it. And I think we, we can talk about that uh, a little bit. Um, so, yeah, it was definitely a gamble moving off Russ, but I have not seen it. I don't think Russ has been good in, for three years. His coach is probably going to be fired by week five. Let's it make is- a
1: bet on this podcast real quick that Russell Wilson scores more fantasy points than Tom Brady for the rest of the year.
0: Ooh. Okay. What would you like to lose, Chris?
1: I mean, so this is in, <laughs> barring injuries. Do we want to do like a fun silly bet, or are you doing
0: monetary? I don't even care. We'll go fun silly bet. All right. All right. If you lose, whoever wins the bet That's gets gets to uh, I get to choose your team name for the first four weeks of the next fantasy season. That's silly. That's dumb. Silly.
1: We need some repercussions. Like one has to rock like a mustache for like a few months or something. I look great in a mustache. Um, yeah, me
2: too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Honestly, I, I literally haven't gotten my rid of my beard in like 10 years, so that'd be rough. Okay. Um, I,
0: I got something for you. Um, right. When you lose, um, I will have a Mr. Unlimited Russ Wilson limited edition, unlimited edition t-shirt made for you that you will need to wear um, at an event of my choosing. You'll have like an event coming up and I'll be like, it's time to wear the shirt and you'll wear it. Um, okay. And then if I lose, I have to go on the TB12 diet method for four months. I will wither away right before you I was going to
1: say, oh my god, <laughs> dude, I don't want you to die. <laughs> um,
2: you're so you're I mean, saying can, that uh, Russell Wilson will outscore Tua and Hawkinson combined th-
1: right? this week? Yeah, but well, no, 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 no. The I bet, guess. the bet is, the, but but the bet is for Tua versus Tom Brady the rest of the year. Um, okay. What
0: do you, what do you have? Uh, what do you have on my side for a loss? Anything?
1: Oh, Are gonna go on the tv 12 thing. <laughs> oh man, been... this is, I didn't even think about it. this. Was I, this just came off my head? Um, let's
0: see. Uh, damn, I don't even know. We can get back to we can get back to the audience. This can this can yeah. Uh, well, I think, I think I,
1: I'm gonna have to think about this. I think we're gonna have to make a, a cool. This is gonna take a couple minutes, but we'll make a a fair, cool bet that yes. somebody gets embarrassed. And I mean, you I get like this it, and we'll figure it out. I like it, I like but it. it's happening. You, you want to take that bet? I take that bet all day. Russ right. Wilson's crazy. cool. Um, yes, yeah, so that's Tom Brady. Right. <laughs> They're both gonna average 12 and a half points, but Russ just more for the rest of the year. I'm sure. Love it.
0: All right, that's gonna do it for week three. So, Chris, thank you for coming on. Being Thanks for sport. having me you have taken a lot of uh, heat on this podcast and it's, I want to just say that it's very big of you to come on this podcast after you have the biggest week of your fantasy career. So second biggest, uh, (laughs) second biggest. (laughs) Awesome. All right. uh, Guys, we will talk to you next week. Good luck in week three, unless you're Mr. Chow. Right, guys thanks for listening um i know you all enjoyed the episode you're all better people for listening to it but right now you're thinking man what the hell is going on with He he's down so bad that he's just who is this right where's the irrational confidence where's the naivete that believes that he's still got a chance and is going to go down swinging who is this guy that's you know, basically relegated and okay with okay with it to just play spoiler. And I got to say, look, we're getting older, boys, right? I'm a dad now. You got to see the writing on the wall sometimes. And sometimes it's better to just find happiness in the things that you know you have a good chance of accomplishing. It's a tough, tough thing to accept. So, you know, if it was hard for you guys to hear, trust me, it was hard when I had to talk to the team. We had just lost Brees, and I had to go in and explain that, look, the league is telling me that I'm done. It's time for me to go. It's time for me to leave the realm of contention and just go away and die, as Chris had said. No trades. Let him die. So what you're about to hear is kind of coming in halfway of a very mature, accepting Chew talking to the players that have fought on the front lines And how it's time to go and uh, time to pack up our season. You know, our season looks like it might uh, have ended a little bit shorter than we'd like. Enjoy. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the pod. I know you all enjoyed it and you are no doubt better people for listening to it. But I, I know what you're saying right now. You're saying, what the hell is going on with you? Who is this man? Is he down so bad that he has lost his will to fight? Where is the irrational confidence? Where is the naivete that still believes that there's a chance he can make the playoffs and is gonna go down fight? I just say we're getting older, boys. I'm a dad now. And it gets to a point where the smarter move is to see the writing on the wall and just take some comfort in knowing what you can accomplish and uh and try to be happy with that so i know you guys are telling me it's time to go it's time to leave the realm of contention get out of here Uh, no trades as chris said just go away and die so it's tough but you know You got to sometimes accept it. And because my team fought as hard as they did, you know, I I felt it only right that I addressed them um, here where our season has, has, uh, has ended a little sooner than we might've thought. And because you all are some sick fucks and you enjoy relishing in my misery, I felt like I would let you listen in. So To the squad. Tough spot, fellas. We fought hard. Some of you fought hard. Brees, you fought hard. Pouring out for Brees. I'm going to make this league a keeper league just to keep you for next year. But, uh, Tommy, what the fuck? Get your shit together. Tua, we let you down. We couldn't hold down the fort. While, uh, while you were out, but, um, they're saying it's time to go. They're saying it's time for me to leave this fight. And, uh, yeah, I, um, all right, guys. Thanks for listening to the pod. I know you all enjoyed it and are no doubt better people for listening to it. But I know what you're all thinking, which is what the fuck is going on with Chu? Who is this? Just admitting defeat? I mean, where's the irrational confidence? Where's the naivete that believes that, you know, he's going to make it to the playoffs and uh, defy the odds? And I got to tell you, we're getting older boys. I'm a dad. Now I got to start looking at things a little bit more realistically. And sometimes you just see the writing on the wall, and you need to just take some comfort in knowing the things that you can accomplish and trying to find happiness in that. So good for you all. You beat me down. I hear you loud and clear. You know, you're saying it's time to go and uh, get out of here. Time to leave the realm of contention. Go off and die. No trades, as Chris has said. So, yeah, it is what it is. But uh, I've got to address the team now and let them know that it's time Time to leave. Uh, season has ended a little bit sooner than we thought. And it's time to just be realistic in our expectations. And since you all are some sick fucks, I figured you'd enjoy listening to it so you can – relish in my misery so to the squad you guys fought hard well some of you fought hard Brees you fought hard thank you for your contributions to the fight it has been a joy watching you tear it up and I'll tell you what I'm gonna make this league a keeper league so that next year you can come right back onto the squad Tommy what the fuck Get your shit together. Tua, I'm sorry. We let you down. We couldn't hold down the fort while you were out. But it, it is what it is. Uh, they're saying it's time for us to leave. It's time for me to go. And, um, you know, it's it's tough. I, I don't like it, but sometimes it's just the... The way that it is, and I know it, it doesn't make sense, because even though.